Oh man, welcome back to the gray space. I'm Zeke. That is Dre. Yes, sir. And we got another good one for you guys this week. You already know. Make sure you guys subscribe to become part of the tribe. Do us right. Hit that like and comment if you're rocking with the content. Now, we got a, a special guest, man. He's been on yeah. our list for yes. a while. He's been on there, yeah. And, uh, you know, thankfully we're able to get it done. You know, we're able to get it done before the end of 2022. Uh, I'm with it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, our, our guest today... Is a breath of fresh air in, in what is now contaminated streets uh, that we walk through. His work and service for the people, you know how we talk about the people, goes mostly untold, but is very appreciated. He is the president of the Who I Am Foundation, which provides outreach to many communities, including youth, homeless, environmental, elderly, veteran, and animal welfare. His quotes on social media will always leave you inspired and his work in the community speaks with actions and execution. I could tell y'all more, but I'm gonna let him tell it. <laughs> mm -hmm. We got Mr. Right One, Anthony Freeman, <laughs> in the gray space. Well, what's good at into the building? Man. I appreciate. I didn't even know I was on anybody's radar. So yeah, I, yeah. I was on your list. That's that's humbling. Yeah, you know, I appreciate man, for that. sure, man. I mean, I appreciate that for sure. You know, because we we definitely don't like promote put it out there like we're not paying for promotions and stuff right. we just kind of just do yeah kinda right. just do what we do fly under the radar so i appreciate anytime anybody you know allows me the opportunity to talk about what we got going on so yeah. thank you yeah it's dope man um you know you you uh are active on social media um and, and it's great because you, you you showcase a lot of what you guys do um and you know i was talking to a mutual friend dave miranda today um shout out to miranda you know, and we talked about, you know, a lot of there's a lot of things going on in the community that aren't really like you said, they aren't really talked about. And I think they need to be talked about a lot more. And I think there's a lot of times where people want to help. They want to get out there and do something, but they, they just don't know where to go. Mm -hmm. um, and your guys's foundation, the Who I Am Foundation, provides not just, you know, specifically homeless, specifically youth. The gamut of stuff that you guys work with and people and, and communities that you work with is crazy. Um, and I kind of want to talk, you know, what is the start of the Who I Am Foundation? And then how did you kind of get involved with it? So Who I Am Foundation actually started in Albuquerque, New Mexico okay. as an anti-bullying organization. Okay. Um, so the founder, Keith Collier, was a uh, former Army Okay. And like when he was stationed in South Korea, he kind of seen some things that they do out there that he was like, man, we should try to do something similar, more hands on. I mean, like some of the stuff he would see, like people like pulling up and like seeing homeless people and shit like, hey, come, you're going to stay with me until you get on your feet. Mm -hmm. He, We don't want like volunteers like adopting people like that, but right. like, but being hand on, hands on. So when he came back, he started the foundation. Um, I came aboard in March of 2013. I was actually homeless at the time myself. Oh, wow. And I had kind of crossed paths with Keith prior because um he's a r&b singer i used to work with artists like help with writing and you know okay. promotion and stuff like that so we kind of crossed paths you know hey how's it going didn't exchange contact information anything like that and then uh what happened with me happened and he just happened to be driving by that park coronado park in albuquerque and oh, wow. was like you know, what are you doing out here like hmm. and i'm not the type of like oh my god let me tell you my sob story like i'm like oh i'm just you know just out here and he's like you want to get coffee took me to starbucks and i kind of like told him you know what happened he called his wife and I, I say he adopted me he gave me a place to live okay um and this is you know he had his wife and his two young daughters at the oh, time wow. at that house and didn't really know me so just him kind of opening his door to me um and he tells everyone to this day like when he presented the foundation he didn't think i would be have want anything to do with it he was kind of like this is our website mm -hmm. and you know let me know what you want to do and uh, my first time volunteering was a anti-bullying assembly at albuquerque job corps and Again, this is coming fresh off of not having anything but the clothes on my back and whatever I had in my backpack. And to see, like, the impact that you can make without you yourself having anything. Like, right. it, it doesn't always have to be a monetary, like, just your time. Mm. And so that really, like, there was, I mean, it was such a great, impactful assembly. There was, we had a speaker who was, like, was once a bully. We had a speaker who had been uh, bullied and, like, just that both perspectives and, there wasn't a dry eye in the whole gymnasium and like so that really kind of like lit that fire for me okay. and then um shortly after he made me the vice president and coo so i went basically from homeless to the 
vice president and chief operations officer of a nonprofit in like five months. That's no, crazy. No experience whatsoever. Right. Um, and then from there, we just kind of, we kept growing and kept doing other projects and um, we kind of grew beyond, I mean, we still do anti-bullying and youth stuff, but we wanted to create, like, utilize what our volunteers are passionate about and provide them with that opportunity to okay. to create the change that they want to see in the community. Okay. Um, because, like, there are a lot of organizations, and, I mean, they that's their focus, so they could put 100, so they could, you know, really, really impact that avenue. Right. But it's kind of like if you don't, you're not passionate about that, then that organization is not for you. We don't want to turn people away. Mm-hmm. Like, so you want to volunteer with us? What do you want to see happen? We'll make it happen and that way because you know not everybody and this is going to sound horrible but not everybody cares about the homeless not everybody cares about kids like everybody has their passion so we wanted to tap into that passion and you know because when you when you're passionate about something you're more inclined to be more consistent and to actually care about it yeah for sure i think that's a really strong point man um because I, i wouldn't even say necessarily that people don't necessarily care it's just that it's not part of their for forethought of like the homeless or the kids like you know um because if maybe you don't have kids maybe you know mm-hmm. you're just not around kids so you just don't think about kids you mm-hmm. know and but man you have a bunch of animals and you you know you're like i, I gotta save these animals man from out here being abused and you know thrown mm-hmm. out of cars and you they know can so, they yeah, can yeah. relate to that sure. you know what i'm saying and yeah. i think that is actually a really good and strong kind of point you know because i think people do have passions in different areas, mm-hmm. you know, not, it's not just one thing, you know, and I, I, I commend you guys for like kind of outreaching to these different areas, you know, because it, I think it's super important because it gets more people involved, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. into doing what they want to do, mm-hmm. you know, and then it's like a way, it's like a channel, your guys's way of, you know, getting them into to that. So I, I just commend you guys for doing Thank that, you. man. Thank you. And a yeah. lot of, oh, my bad. No, go ahead, man. I was going to say, like, a lot of times, too, the avenues kind of crisscross in a sense. Because, like, when we do our homeless outreach, a lot of those out on the streets have animals. Mm-hmm. So then we're able to help the animals. Or, like, the elderly projects we've had where, like, we go and we play games and kind of just spend time with the residents. Sometimes they'll be like, hey, we made 100 sandwiches for your next distribution. So now, the, the, they're, now yeah. we have food to hand out. Like, so mm-hmm. they, it all kind of intertwines. And so. I, that, that's also another good point, dude. Because I bet, <laughs> I bet, like, if you are helping one it, like somebody might touch you that who's a veteran and mm-hmm. you never would have thought like, man, I, these veterans need help. I never mm-hmm. even really kind of thought and you were, you were just helping, you know, the homeless or something, right. you know, and then it's like, well, that comes along and then, yeah, they kind of intersect, yeah. you know, yeah. that's really kind of cool. And then cool. like, it's cool. Cause like we take a lot of like pictures and stuff of what we do and it's not to like, Oh, look at me, look at mm-hmm. me. Right. But like when we like, so was it two years ago we had one of the retirement homes they they like knitted a bunch of beanies and scarves mm. for our winter distribution and we got pictures and they got to see like what they made like mm. the, the the happiness that they brought by you know right. doing that so like it all yeah it just all kind of just flows together and that's dope that's fire so you you were in new mexico at this point mm-hmm. um what was the transition to arizona and and how did that come about so when I left New Mexico, I had actually, so Arizona was the fourth state I lived in within a span of four years. Because oh, wow. every, I was just, every six months I was moving. So I went from New Mexico to Vegas, built okay. a team out there. Okay. And then went back home. I'm from California originally. So okay. I went back to Sacramento, built a team out there. And then I came out here. And at that point it was kind of like, all right, do I want to keep living out of boxes? <laughs> like, right. And then I have family out here. I hadn't lived in the same state as family for so long. So I've kind of been, you know, I'm here now What like, what? eight years in March. Okay. Dope. So, um, I initially came here was to, you know, get the foundation out here and then I was going to be off to, you know, another state, but I was like, let me set some roots for a little while. Cause I've been yeah. moving. And so, um, yeah. So was it March of 2014, 2015 is when we came out here. Okay. So your guys's vision, as you guys started to, um, expand, you know, what, like, what was that process like of saying, we're going to take this idea that's working so well so well here locally and go to Vegas, go to Sacktown, and then eventually end up in Arizona. You guys are many more places than that as well. Mm-hmm. Your, your outreach is. But what like what was that conversation like in the beginning stages of like, let's try to de- let's try to outreach in different communities. 
So we kind of, um, so before I move, I'll kind of like generate interest, you know, over social media. Um, so like before we even consider an expansion, we have like, got to have like 10 to 15 people. Okay. And then I just have the conversation with them. Like, what do you want to see happen? Cause not every community has the same issues. Right. And so we want to, we don't want to like, I mean, if we were to go to Scottsdale, they don't really have a homeless problem. Right. You know? So like we kind of, what are the main issues? What are the passions of what our volunteers, like what they want to do, what they want to see. And then. So, like, some cities, it might be the first projects we do are just community cleanups. Okay. Just picking up litter and cleaning up parks and things like that. Okay. And then as we build the team, then we add the different avenues and things like that. So, providing the different avenues kind of makes it easier to expand as opposed to, like, we just do this. So, now we have to find people that just have that, like, that passion about gotcha. that. And when you guys are expanding, are, are you you saying you're trying to generate the interest? Are you going to these communities first? Like how how does that process look for you guys when you're trying to find people in these communities to be a part of what you guys got going on? Like, what's that process like? Before, so Facebook deleted my personal page out of nowhere, <laughs> uh, like okay. two years ago, and that was like the hub. Like eighty five percent of our volunteers and donors came through that page. Okay, and so a lot of like the social media, like people would like reach out to me, like, "Hey, I'm here. We don't have the foundation." And so I let them know, like, we'll get like 10 people, help me recruit some people. I'll fly out there. We'll have a meeting. Okay. We'll do a little drive around and see like the area, like, because we're expanding to Tucson now. And I was just out there for the first time, I think like in May or something like that. We kind of drove around and kind of got a lay of the land and stuff. Um, So before COVID, I was on, I was living in airports, Uh, but now kind of with Zoom meetings, (laughs) kind of cheating a little. Right. Yeah, 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 for sure. You got to. You know, the advancement, you know, it helps a ton, you know what I mean? So. Mm -hmm. So, you, you, the foundation, um, and thank you for sending all the information because it's it's. If you just look for it, you can find a lot. Mm. But once you sent me like everything, and that wasn't everything. everything. Okay, that was that, that wasn't the full spiel. <laughs> okay, that was like the bullet points because yeah. there's a lot of other stuff. Like there's stuff that we do because we do throughout the throughout the year. Okay, like we're year round. Every every week we got two to three projects out here. Like, Dope. so I didn't I didn't want you to like have to. <laughs> right. reading a novel like. right 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 <laughs> but you uh, you guys have um talk about the expansion too because you know you mentioned just a couple cities and then obviously new mexico here um but i think it says something like 36 37 different states or cities or you guys are you guys are in a bunch of spaces so we've um we haven't necessarily had teams in that many but okay. we've provided outreach okay so like certain times like in the beginning we would like we were mailing out a lot of like clothing uh essential no. necessities um we've uh four countries now we've had boots on the ground or no one country boots on the ground three we sent relief items like uh Fire. when typhoon Haiyan hit the philippines in 2012 2013 mm-hmm. we sent relief items uh puerto rico um, and then, like last month, we actually had volunteers boots on the ground in Rwanda, providing oh, outreach dope. for single mothers. Oh, um, dope! Like right now, like we lost when the pandemic hit. We lost our ne- Las Vegas, Nevada team, Sacramento, and Santa Fe, New Mexico, and we just built back our sa- sa- uh, Santa Fe team. Mm. So now I'm trying to rebuild those other ones while you got, expanding. You guys Ooh. lost them just due to the the restrictions and all that. The restrictions, people not like wanting to be around people like the volunteers uh, um, a lot yeah, of businesses weird. Yeah. yeah and then businesses that were like donating they didn't you know business shut down for them so they didn't have the resources to donate okay. so it was kind of a lot of different factors that kind of led to that okay but we didn't stop um we took like i think that april we took that april off just to kind of gauge the pandemic and then we were right back at it because the way we saw it was like um you know the pandemic affected a lot of nonprofit and community resources yeah and one one of the things that like separates us from others is we don't get funding like we don't fundraise we just go out and do and so a lot of organizations and this isn't like trying to talk about but they're they're reliant on that funding to kind of dictate what they're able to do so when they lost that funding what they were able to do they either had to scale back or shut their doors so the people that were reliant on their resources they had to look elsewhere so we were able to kind of I don't want to say fill that void because we weren't, and I'm not like, we're not like saviors and we were like, everybody come see us. But some of those folks that, you know, they were going to other organizations that we do work with that um, didn't have the resources, they would send them our way. So we were able to help in what ways that we could. That's dope. And, 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 you know, we've talked about it at nauseum, obviously because it affected everybody. Um, But for you guys to be able to do that in that time, 
you know what I'm saying, and mm-hmm. be able to keep going uh, was essential. You know, I mean, for lack of a better word, it, it's, you know, because a lot of the communities that were affected that we didn't talk about was the homeless communities, mm-hmm. right? Was inner city youth, was, you know, people that didn't have all the resources that, say, you and I have. You know what I mean? Like, we we were able to sit home, right? But we still had roofs over our head. We had TV to watch. Mm-hmm. We, we could turn on Netflix and do mm-hmm. all that. So a lot of these people and communities didn't have that. You know what I mean? And so for you guys to be able to push through um, in that time and not, you know, not really be afraid, it kind of seems like, to say, you know what, no, nah, we're going to continue to do what we do and work with the people, man, is is amazing you know what i'm saying and like i said man just watching your you know your post that you put up and 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 the the stories and you know seeing you guys get out there in the community you know what i mean like even today you guys had an event today and just seeing how many people showed up you know and 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 it's crazy to think like as you've seen it grow um has it surprised you just how many people need these resources uh in the beginning it kind of did um now not as much. I mean, it was surprising that we almost doubled up on the amount of kids that were registered for our event today. Right. Um, like, and it was really like, it, it didn't hit me how many families it was until we were there. And mm-hmm. that was, the it was so many cars. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would, I, uh, I, I think the surprise factor comes in as far as like, like the support we've been able to get has surprised me. Okay. Like, and because again, like, I mean, I don't really go out. Like, I'm not on social media asking for money. I'm not asking, like, this is what we're doing. If you want to help, help. And, right. I mean, just with the event we had today, the community support that we got towards the end because we had, we were short, we did a toy wrap on Wednesday, and we were short, like, 140 toys. Okay. And so we kind of put it out there, and the community rallied together and made That's sure dope. that we had. So all week I've been, where do you need me to pick up toys? I'm driving there. And, like, okay. so that, it was a pleasant surprise, right. you know, because sometimes it, it's not always the case to get that type of support. And so, like, I'm beyond appreciative that that, like, people on social media, like, saw what we were working and yeah. our goal was and helped us to reach that goal because we ended up getting 100 more toys than we needed. So That's uh, nice. Let me, uh, real quick on the donation part, because <clears throat> I was reading the list of all the donations, and this kind of just caught me as kind of interesting, and I just kind of wanted to know. Because it's like, you know, toys, socks, clothes, I, you know, tables, all, sofas, all kind of stuff. What What is it with the why no mattresses or sleeper sofas? Because uh, I found that kind of interesting. For one, it's the, the hygiene aspect of it because like bed bugs. Mm. Uh, right. And then also the transporting of it. Okay. And right. like we don't have like a whole lot of storage space. Mm. So we don't have like... Um, like the only time we really take furniture is like we have a family, like, like through the years we've helped families like their house burn down and they need help. Or we've helped people transition from homelessness to a new place of residence. So we'll do like drives to collect furniture for them and stuff like that. Right. Um, but a big part of it is also just the, the storage aspect. Yeah. Um, okay. And just not having anywhere to really put it. Like, would you take a brand new mattress? Like, if somebody yeah. lost their house or something like yeah. that, and it was all like oh, wrapped absolutely. up from yeah. a company or something. Yeah. Okay, I was yeah. just kind of curious about that. I kind of figured about the bed bed bug type of deal. Like, I kind of get the hygiene part of it, so I was like, For just sure. kind of curious about mm-hmm. that, you know? Because uh, everything else on there was like explosives and stuff like that. <laughs> like, and I was like, yeah. well, yeah, obvious, but you know. <laughs> and one thing that people are actually surprised too that we don't take is razors, because oh actually, yeah, like I, for shaving yeah, and stuff like that. I, yeah. After meeting with like, because anytime we expand to a new city, I meet with like the chief of police. Like, what can we do? What? How can we? How can we do what we do without like interfering with you do? How can you know? And right. And they've they've told us like that's basically handing a weapon because you don't know their the mindset. Right. And, right. and so mm-hmm. that's that's why we don't take take razors. Like, okay. So. Makes sense. Yeah. You never know what people are gonna do. I mean. That's mm-hmm. why we have warning lables on stuff, and you're like, "Why is that? That's like, kind of ridiculous." It's like, "What if I can't drink bleach?" Right. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> well, obviously, somebody tried it. Well, so they had to put it on the the label. Yeah. So I've got a list here, and uh, for the people who are tuning in, whether you're listening or watching, uh, I'm gonna list off just some of the things that you guys do. I listed them off in the beginning, but. Central necessities, uh, obviously we talked about youth, elderly, animal, tutoring, environmental, computer liter- literacy, uh, employment preparation, which I thought was interesting, cooking, 
in financial management. Um, and, and you said there's a laundry list of other stuff that you guys do as well. Yeah. Um, I want to touch on a couple of those things. For one, computer literacy, employment preparation, and finance, financial management. Yeah, the financial is um, interesting. Is very, very interesting to me because we live in a world where, for one, we're computer dependent. Uh, employment preparation, a lot of people don't know how to prepare for it, not only just interviewing, mm-hmm. but then once they're, and, it, and I mean, there's kids, you know, 17, 18, 19, whatever kids that are getting jobs that have no idea how to just work, just mm-hmm. be at a job and work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So how did that really come about where you guys started adding more of the essential skills that people need on an everyday basis? So it started with, because we have a youth enrichment program. Okay. We have an elementary, a middle, and a high school. And the high school, a lot of it is geared towards preparing kids for real world, okay. stuff that I wasn't given. Like None at high us. school, I loved history, never used it in my life. Like, right. Yeah. Like, so, right. Give, so giving yeah. them tools that they need to succeed. I mean, not notice, before it was like balance a checkbook, but who, who writes checks? Right. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But exactly. like just still the budgeting aspect and financial literacy, like how to how to budget, things like that. And then... So what we do is we have career fairs, and at the career fairs we'll have, at the last one we did, we had like at least 200 on-the-job hired, like you can get hired on the spot. Dope. We do um, resume building. We had uh, we do a business attire drive, so then we could get them an outfit for yeah. that business mm-hmm. interview. Okay. Um, Chris Kid from uh, the Bounce 101, he, mm-hmm. he's supported us for years, but he'll come in. Um, kind of talk to them about like how to separate yourself from other candidates. Okay. Um, like just different things like that. Just give them that the tools that they need and then they go and they could literally walk out with the job. That's fire. Um, Cause like you said, not, not a lot of people know how to, how to interview well or how to, yeah. how their, their resume is like seven pages mm-hmm. or like, right. Mm-hmm. right. So like we just get them ready for what they need and just help them. How we that, can. That's some real stuff, man. Yeah. Cause I, you know, I've been doing interviews for, I don't know. 15 years now, you know, and, uh, but you see it with all ages. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you know that people that have, I wouldn't say study, but know how to approach an interview. Mm -hmm. Right. And it, you know, like I said, it it could be a 18 year old, but it it could be a 55 year old that, you know, never got taught how to like actually prepare for an interview. Mm -hmm. Cause I think it's, it's very important because that's your first impression. And that's the only impression you're going to get for that employer yeah. to hire you. You know, and it, it it's such an essential part. Same with the finances part, right? So when you get a job and you start making money, man, like don't don't go blow all your money, right? You know, and 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 don't take all these credit cards and, you know, yeah, there's aspects of everything, mm-hmm. right? And I I just again, I think that's so fascinating that you guys have those you know for people to to mm-hmm. learn to get these jobs you know because there are a lot of jobs out there yeah you know especially now after covid you know there's a lot more jobs out there for people to go get mm-hmm. you know and they're paying pretty good too yeah you know and you so. can get hired with no previous experience they'll train yeah. you they're like all right. that and like right. this is the time to get hired honestly yeah. like if, if you need a job slash yeah to hire all right that, yeah. you know and it's good to get your foot in the door mm-hmm. somewhere because if you even if it's a big company and maybe you're you know just moving boxes around or something like that you right. know but there's other departments maybe mm-hmm. you want to move somewhere else and go to the it department or just something you know what start, i'm saying yeah. you just kind of work yourself and work yourself up and, and go you know, it's always good to get your foot in the door somewhere. You know? I agree. And yeah. sometimes people look at it, though, as like, well, I don't want to do that job. But it could just be a stepping stone to something else. Like, I mean, if you are in need, like you need help, like you need a job, mm-hmm. get that paycheck. Right. Like, it could, right. It could, literally, you could get that job, work that job, show up, do the – I've always been the type to believe that regardless of what you do, as soon as you clock in, just do the best of your ability. Don't, you know, half-step it. And, right. And even while you're doing that, at the side, you could be trying to find something different maybe. or But, like mm-hmm. – like a lot of people are choosing, and this is just based off like conversations I've had with people, is they're choosing to be unemployed as opposed to just taking a job. Like. Right, right. Especially, you know, with over the the last couple of years and the and the government assistance that was handed out, which I don't think is a bad thing. It's just, you know, people are people, are people and people are going to make the choices that they make, right? It's just mm-hmm. like once I've had this money, why the heck would I want to go work eight hours for this amount? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I actually saw a dope quote uh 
I want to say about six months to a year ago. And it was like, treat your job like it's your first business. And then whatever you want to do, like it's your first business as well. Like you have two businesses, mm-hmm. right? And if you treat your job like that, then eventually when you get to the things that you want to do, you will have all the skills available to you and you'll know how to run your own stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I think a lot of people lose sight of that and having having these type of programs is huge. Like like you said, we didn't get into high school. You know what I'm saying? We didn't. They didn't tell us. Nothing. Like you said, balance the checkbook. <laughs> balance the checkbook, and that went away. By the time we graduated, we yeah. ain't needed no more. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, right. Um. Uh. I want to. Uh. You. You kind of talked about you guys are working with some schools. So how does that work with you guys? Are you guys just working with like a district, or what's going on with that? Um. So, prior to COVID, um, we were working with the okay. Pendergast School District. Okay. Which it's like seven or eight elementary schools in okay. like West West Phoenix, Glendale area. Yeah. Um, and we had like our youth enrichment program. So we would do like um, nutrition classes. So, um, you know, a lot of families that are like on a budget, teaching them how to still cook healthy, but on a budget. Right. Um, how to, one of them, one of the volunteers were teaching how to coupon, like mm. certain things like to help the finances Dope. of that. Um, we were working with Cesar Chavez High School for a short period of time because it was like right before COVID hit. Okay. Um, um, we've done... We have schools that will do like drives for us, so they collect items. Um, we had done like a penny war one year, where like the class that collected the most pennies for us, we gave them like a pizza party that was donated by Peter Piper, and like dope. that school as a whole, they raised like two thousand dollars for us. That's dope. And we took that and we built them a community garden at their school with that. Nice. So they basically funded their own community garden. Like awesome. That's so awesome. just trying to find ways to get kids, and we've also had kids in like wealthier wealthier areas do drives or pen pals with kids in like underprivileged areas. Okay. Like just trying to trying to get kids involved in different ways, um, trying to show them like at a young age. Um, one thing that I've been wanting to do is create like a youth committee and teach kids how to plan and coordinate community projects and events, how to oh. how to get donations, how because no who's saying no to a kid? Like right. I mean, you're, you're, right. you're trying to do something good, like you go approach a business like we're trying to feed people, who's gonna say no to a kid? Like right. so teaching them like the power that they have in in being so young and then you start at an early age by the time you graduate like college application like you could say you've been volunteering for like mm-hmm. how many years right. and you oversaw a project or event that fed x amount of people like just trying to kind of big picture it for them all yeah. and give them those opportunities and give them a voice because a lot of times there are kids that they might see something and they don't know you know because we have kids at everything we do and we had a cleanup one year or one year um a couple weeks ago a couple months ago and I was, you know, picking up trash with this kid and like the whole group kind of moved forward. And he was like, he wasn't going to leave this area till every cigarette butt was picked up. Gotcha. So I was right there with him. And he was like, man, there's a park by my house that could use this. I'm like, you're like nine years old. Like what, what nine year old mm-hmm. was like thinking right? like that. Thinking I was like, like well, that. where's it at? We'll get it. We'll get it on the calendar. We got it on the calendar. He was like, wow, I, just, I didn't know that you were actually going to, like, I was just kind of putting that out there. Like, right. it was your idea. It's We cleaned up, you know, yeah. where you said, like, and I, I haven't seen him since, but I hope that it was kind of like, I want to keep keep at it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah it's, sometimes you never know, though, how you, you know, I, I think we, we talk about this a lot, um, and especially recently this has kind of been coming up, where you never know. You can say one thing to a kid, an adult, doesn't matter, and how it affects their life. Like it could be one sentence and we do it to each other, you know? Um, and he'd be, you know, you remember you said this to me and I'll be like, no, you know, yeah. and it's just, it's an impression and they will never forget it. And it can be something. So you think it's so minute and minuscule and, but it means a lot to somebody when an action or you say just a couple words to them, you know, like have a good day. It's, it can be as simple mm-hmm. as that, you know? So like, I think you probably did, you know, that kid probably did take something from that. You know, you just probably will never know, you know? And it's, there's kind of a beauty to that, but mm-hmm. then there's kind of like, man, I kind of wish I would know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I like, mean, it'd be cool if one day I just see like an article, like this kid just yeah. built a park or, you know what I mean? Right. Something major. Yeah. Like, hey, I remember him. Yeah, like, I remember that kid. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a big proponent of like planting that positive seed, mm-hmm. like whether, like, cause we have, we've gone through thousands of volunteers through the years and some continue on to go to other nonprofits. Some just stop altogether. But like, it's always great to see people like, 
continue with doing something positive, even if it's not with us. Right. Like I don't, if you're doing good, I'm never going to wish it like that you fail at anything. Right. Like, right. And so, right. and like one thing with us too, is we're a hundred percent volunteer based. So there's no paid staff, myself included. So a lot of times too, our volunteers will get job offers and opportunities from other like organizations mm-hmm. that are like paid salary. So they get right. that opportunity, but they might not have got that opportunity because when they came to us, they didn't have any experience. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't care about experience. I'll teach you, like I'll show you. And so, and they're like, oh, I'm, I don't like, like they're timid about take, like, no, take it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take that opportunity. That puts you in a position to have an even greater impact. Like, I don't, it doesn't have to, just because we're not on the same team doesn't mean we're opponents. Like, right. Yeah. Like, right. we're not competing right. against yeah. each other. Great point. We're just trying to yeah. provide the same service, even if it's a different company. Yeah. At the end of the day, if the community benefits, it's a win. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't have to be me or my organization. Mm-hmm. Like, can we talk about volunteers real quick? Because there's yeah, like you, uh, on your website, there's three basically three levels, like yeah. three levels of that. Can we talk about the three levels real quick? If you yeah. don't mind uh, talking so about that. So like planning committee is like the, our planning committee essentially plans and coordinates what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like we have the different avenues. So we have like, you know, a youth coordinator. So they would plan and coordinate like the youth projects and events. Okay. Uh, distribution team plans our homeless outreach, elderly outreach, like things like that. And then we have like assistant under that so it's like a little team within the mm-hmm. team um it's like an hour or two a week so not like a huge commitment um, but that is more of your more commitment heavy yeah like the like like, like we we have a weekly zoom meeting like if you're on the planning committee you just attend the meeting you know right. hop in yeah, and yeah, yeah. just stay in communication and on the same page and things right. like that um then we got frontlines volunteers and they're they're the folks that like i don't want any responsibility just tell me where you need me and what time yeah, i'm mm-hmm. pulling up yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then behind the scenes, they're the ones like their schedule may not permit them to actually physically come out, but they help throughout the week with like donation pickups, making phone calls, like okay, um, like wrapping toys, like we have for this mm-hmm. week. So mm-hmm. like, they may not like life or like schedule. They they can't come out, but they'll help with a lot of stuff behind the scenes. And all three levels like are very are key to you know everything that we do. Oh. Uh, and and where the, the where can they go to do that? Is it just through the website? Uh, so they could go through the website. They can, you know, they can email me, anthony.freeman at whoiamfoundation.org. Uh, the Facebook page, uh, Who I Am Foundation, Instagram, Twitter. Like, if you just, like, send a message with your e- email address and what city you're in. Okay. We'd be more than happy to give mm-hmm. any and all information. I love questions. You, you get me talking about the foundation, you might want to sit down because I'm going to talk your ear off. Okay. That's <laughs> nice. Good. Yeah, 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 man. <laughs> do, you, do you find it, do you, um, like, how difficult is it, um, to put something together as far as with any, with any type of event, it, does it become difficult? And if so, like what about it becomes difficult? Um, I mean, a lot of it has challenges. Um, like right now I don't have like a really big planning committee. So a lot of it kind of does fall on, fall on me, which okay. I mean, if it's got to get done, I'm gonna do it. Okay. Um, so like the biggest obstacles that we tend to have is like a lot of the, the families that register for like these events, they don't like, follow certain instructions instructions that we send and we send those instructions to like make it be efficient mm, like gotcha. today we asked people not to show up till twelve fifty five, and we had people there before i got there oh wow and then like they're like well can we just park here? like i need parking spots for my volunteers and you know we're, we're setting up here in the parking mm-hmm. lot and um and kind of just the the not really paying attention and we asked like we sent out like hey this group come at this time this time mm-hmm. and everybody came at the beginning and right. so if you see the video on instagram it was it was a cluster like it was <laughs> and you know thankfully you know our volunteers like they're so amazing like they kept okay. their cool they kept their composure like i could see like i mean because it's volunteer work i could see getting frustrated yeah. and flushed like i didn't sign up for this like, right, but, right, right. but they they stayed they kept the smile on their face they you know and it was i mean without them we that event not, not would not have happened <laughs> like that's for sure um another like obstacle that kind of occurs when we're planning projects depending on the projects is sometimes business will say they're going to donate and then like we go to pick up the donation and they didn't communicate it to somebody else and like oh we don't have it on the books i'm like okay uh, well, we were kind of cla- uh, counting on those 12 bags of planning, so, uh, planning soil for this Earth Day project. Mm-hmm. All right, I guess oh, let me buy it then real quick. Like, right. um, So those are like kind of the, the big obstacles. Um, volunteers out here in the summer. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Nobody's trying to be outside. But the way I look at it is, you know, people in need, they're out there. Right. And they, true, they need, man. like our volunteers in Albuquerque, winter distributions, snow, they're out there. Okay. Rain, they're out there. Out here in the summer, we're out there like... 
because there's been times where I've shown up to a project or event and it's just me. Okay. And um, so it still gets done, but um, I think those would probably be the the biggest like obstacles. Okay. Water's got to be a big one, right? Oh, For you guys, do you guys like collect a lot of water during yeah, the so summertime? We do, um, we'll do. Like we'll collect water throughout the year because we do mm. distributions throughout the year. But in the summertime, absolutely. We'll do like a, a bottle water drive. And then we'll do that probably like for a month before the first summer distribution. And mm. then I remember the first distribution we did out here, we loaded up the volunteers, the back of their truck with ice. And, you know, we went to cast, which we don't do cast no more um, for a number of reasons. But um, that was like my first introduction to a Phoenix summer. I was like, yeah, we definitely got to keep coming out here in the oh, summer because yeah. hydration is key. It's like, key. It's key. It's so key because if even if you've been slightly dehydrated, it sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not fun to go through, right? And then, <clears throat> and then you have people living, you know, homeless or whatever. And man, just having access, just like. just access to nice clean water, man. You know, and, and just to get hydrated, mm-hmm. you know, and stay hydrated well. Because you could be sitting down, and you know, if you out here. You understand you could be sitting down sweating yeah. and you're losing all your water. Mm. You don't even have to be moving. Yeah. You literally just be sitting on the street on, you know, on a bench, whatever, and you're just pouring sweat yeah. and it's all coming out. So that hydration is it's super crucial. important. Yeah. Yeah. Like in the summer, we'll also hand out like umbrellas, um, spray bottles, uh, are, um, yeah. t-shirts. T-shirts are a big one this summer. Like just to be able to have a new t-shirt mm. clean yeah and for sure socks to socks are the most requested item by individuals that need nationwide really yeah like socks are socks and new undergarments um okay are the least donated to shelters and they're the, the hardest for individuals they need to get like i don't know that's, how many times people have told really me like interesting man yeah because people, like it's like the almost like the most essential thing <laughs> yeah for all humans mm-hmm. is like Socks and underwear. Yeah, but it's probably, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, it's probably a, a, a thing of, you know, when people donate, they donate stuff that there's that's in their closet. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's in their drawers. So a lot of people are not going to, they're not going to donate their drawers. You know what I'm saying? Out of You'd their drawers. You'd be surprised how many I mean? people have donated some dirty underwear. No, really? Okay. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> that's how we got to clarify. New undergarments right, in right. the package. In the package. Yeah. If you saw some of the donations we've got through the years, like we've had sex toys donated. oh wow what and then my mom was volunteering at the time and was the one that's a whole other she's the one that unpacked it and was like what's this <laughs> oh wow <laughs> it was like a ball gag or whatever oh, and so we're like oh it's a dog toy oh, that's <laughs> so yeah like people, oh, just, people sometimes use donating as a way to just get rid of get rid of stuff, rid of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. so like yeah, yeah we have had used undergarments okay so go but, with new new socks and new underwear yeah. just go buy new socks and new underwear yeah, and go donate don't, i don't think people think that way I know they don't, but I'm by putting yeah. it out there yeah, for everybody. Sure. Like, <laughs> go buy, yeah, go buy some, you know, new yeah. socks, new underwear, and, and donate it. You know, <laughs> that's funny. Since that's the most requested, mm-hmm. you know, and I can see that. Is that the craziest thing that you've ever seen donated? The sex toy. Yeah. <laughs> um, trying to think, because there's been some some stuff that like volunteers in other cities and states have like sent me pictures. Like, we really got this. Like, um, like someone donated a bag of. Like they picked up the dog poop or whatever and donated that. That's just rude. Like you know what I mean? Like okay, that's like, just some people just being yeah, jokes. Okay. yeah, like things like that. Um, or that's like wild. just like a lot of dirty stuff. Like we had toy donations one year that were like used, and they had like dried up throw up on them. And like oh. just like we're not trying to give that to kids. Like right. And right. like at that time we we had just moved out here, so we weren't like we didn't have four hundred forty six kids, so we had time to let it soak and sanitize it and still we're able to you know repurpose it but like just a lot of just dirty stuff dirty stuff yeah okay that's crazy that's i i I couldn't (laughs) imagine man that's just nasty (laughs) i can't imagine moms being like (laughs) (laughs) hey yo Does anybody know what this is? Like, oh, Lord. That yeah. seems like a scene out of a movie it or does, something. And I'm right. like, oh, like, wait, mom. what is this? Yeah. Like, Will, Will Ferrell's somewhere in the movie, you know, yeah. for sure, man. Yeah, when, you, when someone told her what it was, she was blushing like crazy. She's like, oh, my God. Like, like, yep, that's my mom. That's funny, But she man. was, I mean, she was, when we were in Sacramento and the first two years we were out here, she was at everything. Okay. Like, so she's that, that to me, that's the the most the thing i'm most proud of is to have like my mom want to be part and my family want to participate yeah. and, and things like that because she would make like 50 to 100 sandwiches or burritos for every distribution and so 
uh, yeah, that's been like the biggest thing that I've been like, like proud of, like to have that. That's dope. Since since we are moms, my mom, she'd probably be watching this here, <laughs> and she loves animals. What's like the um, mm, good question? <clears throat> number one, like or like request or what you guys do for animals, like a- helping animals out. Uh, so we've done a number of projects. Uh, one main thing is we make sure that we have dog food, leashes, pet bowls, uh, or like the water bowls or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, when we go out to do our distributions mm-hmm. for the folks that have animals that are you know uh, that are homeless, so they can at least have an- like food for their animals and stuff. Um, we've worked with uh, shelters and rescues, like having volunteers go and help with uh, like feeding and like playing with and, mm-hmm. and washing. We've done drives for other like uh, rescues and organizations that work with animals. Like if they have a shortage of, of towels and blankets and things like that, we'll collect those items and just give them to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like kind of things like that. Okay. Um, oh, I, we also had a, a, an event one year where, because when the, fa- or the the pandemic happened, a lot of people were just dropping their pets off at the shelters so right, right. a lot of these shelters were overpopulated and a lot of animals got euthanized because mm-hmm. they, they had nowhere to go right. so we did like an adoption event and had all these different places That's and invited cool. the community yeah. out and we're able to kind of get some of these dop, uh these animals like new homes instead of getting mm-hmm. euthanized yeah. so we would love to do more more things like that um it just takes the volunteers that you know kind of sure. have a passion for it and would want mm-hmm. to you know help with kind of coordinating those things yeah where do you guys see, like, where do you see, um, with all the things that you guys do, what do you see your biggest impact is now, so far, but especially right now? And what do you, what do you think, is there an area that you want to really uh, expound and, and expand upon and maybe make th- that area a little bit stronger, closer to where you guys have the, the great influence? So I would say through the years, like, Homeless outreach has kind of been our most consistent outreach. Okay. To the point where people kind of lump us in as a homeless organization. Okay. Um, the one way that I would like to kind of increase like the impact we have in that is, um, so I worked in in housing development when I first moved out here. Like I worked with some developers and stuff. I did marketing for them. Okay. But you know, kind of I made connections and networked and stuff to where I want to develop our own. Uh, affordable housing and transitional apartment communities so we could provide housing to people. Right. Um, you know, it's cause that way, once we provide housing, we're able to get them the credit rebuilding. We're able to get them a job. We're able to get them basically a second chance to that first impression. Right. You know, like, so what we do now is, you know, it's, it's kind of like a band aid. Like we're just providing with essentials, allowing them to helping them to survive really. Right. Okay. But you know, you can't solve homelessness without housing. Right. So I would love to have more volunteers so that I can put more time and effort. Cause that's, that does take, a lot to you know get the developments and things like that going um but one that i would love to in the new year really kind of get back to our roots is the youth get more get back into some more schools Mm -hmm. and just increase the way that we're able to help these kids because kids it's not their fault they're in the situation they're in right and so you know to be able to like the event we had today like we weren't handing out bicycles and ps5s like but just like those smiles you know what i mean like because the fact like like because when your parents are like stressed and you can see it yeah. and you know, you, you, as a kid, you know, when you're struggling, you know, you might not, you're kind of worried like, Oh, well, Christmas is going to be. So to be able to like, to see that, like immediate, just like that, that joy just come out yeah. of them. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. Um, and so just doing more youth projects, events, community events, things like that. Okay. How, I, they ahead. were probably they were probably all uh, joyful of the way you're dressed and everything too, man. I <laughs> like we, the get up, man. Like you got the red hat on, the red glasses, the red watch. You got the you. the red beads, the, the red Shambhala. shirt. You kind of look like Santa a little bit, <laughs> but man. We, we did have we younger had, version. But we had Santa out there. We had oh, okay. Santa, Miss Claus, and Grinch came out today. Fire. So, nice. so we had them out there today. Nice. So, uh, but yeah, I appreciate. That. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, what do you what do you think? Um, what do you think it would take? to to get more involved uh in in, in the with the youth and do you, do you want to do you want to expand it across different count i mean obviously different states and cities and stuff mm-hmm. but just locally here you know in different counties because obviously the phoenix area the greater phoenix area you got chandler gilbert mm-hmm. you know i'm in buckeye you know what phoenix as a whole glendale whatever um do you want to expand across the valley in, in a, as a whole and Absolutely. how and how can 
how can we do that? How can you do that? How can everybody help? Absolutely. I want to I want to realistically kind of have volunteers from everywhere cuz okay. like it's when we say we want to have like create the opportunity for you to, you know, impact your community, like your community is where you live. Right. right? So if you live in Buckeye, Glendale's not necessarily like your right. I mean, so we like all it takes is having volunteers in these different areas. Okay. And just have like that's all it is cuz we've had we've tried to have some projects in the East Valley, but a lot of my volunteers are West Valley and Central Phoenix, Glendale okay. area. So when we, when we do stuff Mesa, Tempe, it's really hard to get volunteers out there. Okay. So if we had volunteers out there, we would definitely plan more things. Okay. And more have I more like outreach stuff. Yeah. Because I would I would think it would actually be more of the Tempe, the downtown Phoenix type of area. But you're saying it's more West Valley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's dope. That's dope. Um, I did have something that popped up on my feed uh, a couple of days ago. I don't know if you've heard about it, but. Um, the recent like sweeps of the homeless communities. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you have you heard about this and read up on it? Do you know like how they're taking and like throwing away all their stuff? And yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. what what like educate the people kind of what's really going on, and, and what are your feelings on that? Um, like I can't speak on as far as like the ones that are doing it, but I've I've seen it through years in a number of cities and states. Okay, um, and it's. I can understand like both sides of it, like okay. as far as like the you know having encampments and you know things like that. Like for a city, it's it's not a good look, right? You know, and there of are course. like you know especially when it's like residential areas and businesses, like it's hard for for that to kind of you know mingle. But at, on the other side of it is like the very little that these folks do have. Now you're just throwing it away, right? So whatever they've been able to kind of work up and accumulate or hold on to, now they're starting even further behind than where they were so how is it how how does that help the situation okay yeah, and yeah. it doesn't help to just go dump them at cast because cast is already over like they have people staying at that they're, they're just at their max right now okay. like so it's yeah, like yeah. it's not it, it's not benefiting anybody it's cleaning up areas making them look clean but it's not helping anybody it's okay. not it's 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 like helping the homeless statistics per se Okay. But not really helping them. Okay. So a city official can say, well, we got rid of homelessness over here, but all you did was push the transfer somewhere else. So it, could, it so it seems very political. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, 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 and this isn't, this is not. No, for sure. No, 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 for sure. No, 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 We got city officials that, that, that support us. Yes, for sure. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm not trying to throw nobody under the bus. No, I wasn't trying to throw nobody under the bus. It's just something that just came across that I wasn't aware of. You know what I mean? So. Just and wanted Al- to get a little bit more tuned yeah, in. Yeah, Albuquerque, they actually, so the Coronado Park, which was the park that I was living in when I became homeless, was kind of like where we were doing a lot of our outreach because it's kind of like where the heavy congregation was. They just flooded it out and kicked everybody out. Okay. So now you have a lot of, like, residents around there complaining even more because where else are they going to go? Right. And so, like, there's just a lot of a lot of things that are being done that I don't think the they're not really getting input from people that are actually out in the community. Okay. They're listening essentially to the constituents, mm-hmm. which I mean, that's kind of what they're supposed to do. Right. But it, anything involving, you know, homelessness, things like that, it, I, why not find like a way to help that? Like there's so many abandoned buildings. Right. I was just going to say, I, I was just going to say, man, like it seems simple, but it's just, Another, we just need more buildings, mm-hmm. right? Like, we just need another building that we can, like, house for, you know, some of these mm-hmm. people for a night, a couple nights, a week, whatever it is, right? Whatever the time frame is, but more of them. Because yeah. I feel like we, as a society as a whole, the United States as a whole, it's just like there's one or two, and that's all you got, maybe three or four, you know, depending on the size of the city. Mm-hmm. But that, how many does that help? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, it just needs more of it. Yeah. You know, more places where people can go get help. Yeah. Right. You right. know, and pl- a place to sleep for the night or a, get a hot meal or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So, to me, it's just like, yeah, how many abandoned buildings do you see? Just right. turn turn that into something. You, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't seem that hard. Mm-hmm. But I know there's, you know, there's again, lot, it's yeah. political. Uh-huh. It can get political. It can get, you know, we don't want this here. This isn't the area for mm-hmm. this or right. whatever. However they deem that, you know, 
for city ordinances mm-hmm. and stuff like that. What so. kind of makes it hard too is like, so they have like community development block grants and things like that, but a lot of times they just award it to the name they know. So Casket's like 90% of social service funding. Okay. And like, so they stick to like the, the ones that they know the name, they know they might know somebody there. Like they kind of just like, yeah, hey, well, just write this check. You know, you got that coming every year. Like, right. And so like there are organizations that if you gave that grant to them, they could, you know, fix up that building and mm-hmm. provide some type of, you know, even if it's not a shelter, but at least a place for people, like a resource hub. Right. Right. There's a lot of resources out there that people don't know about. Right. So you have a one stop spot that they can come and at least, oh, you need housing. Here's a list of everything. Yeah. Right. We'll exactly. have them come to you because that's another thing, too. Is a lot of resources aren't going out to the community. They have the building, but they just you got to go to them. If they don't got transportation. How are they going to get to you? Right, right, like, exactly. And so, like, there's there's a lot of ways that I think the c- cities could do. I think a better job might be the wrong way to phrase it, but they could work more with community organizations because a lot mm-hmm. of cities have like, um, like their homeless coalitions, but they're all city like structure right. like so mm-hmm. it's like their way or no way mm-hmm. they're gotcha. not they're not flexible on like they don't want us doing the distributions that we do okay but if we're not giving these these items who's going to right, right. you're not going out there doing it right, like, right. so but they a lot of these organizations like these bigger ones like cast we don't one of the reasons we don't go to cast is because for one a lot of other organizations go there so you're handing out the same thing as them mm-hmm. Two, the cops have harassed us the last time a couple times we went I had to go and fight a bunch of tickets in court, like just, you know, and then oh, also wow. Cass was like, well, just donate your items to us and we'll just distribute them. Like, I don't work for you. Like, right. <laughs> right. you know what I yeah. mean? So now we try to focus on the areas that aren't necessarily near the big resources. Right. So they're getting overlooked. Gotcha. Good. Dope. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. You know, smart and needed, you know, because people forget about the little town over here, you know, where whatever it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, legit, just people just forget about it because it's not in a central part of mm-hmm. Phoenix somewhere or, you know, a central part of whatever, mm-hmm. you know. So we do. We tend to forget about these these little communities, but they have tens of thousands mm-hmm. of people in them, mm-hmm. you know, that need help, you know. So that's good. I'm glad you guys are doing that. That's awesome. Yeah. So what is uh, what is next uh, for the Who I Am foundation what can we look forward how can what can we look to as far as um things that you're going to do for you know especially now that we're coming up on the new year 2023 what's next for who i am and what's next for anthony freeman man so today was the last event for us for the year great way to wrap up the year so i'm going to kind of breathe a little bit for the okay. next two weeks yeah for sure um but is then, this the only time we get some time pretty off? much i mean yeah. my, my birthday weekend i that's the only weekend I take completely off. I cut my phone off. Okay. I just leave me alone. Cool. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, um, like, the holidays are the busiest time of the year. And right. so, um, so, like, this will be nice. I mean, we got our toy drives in Albuquerque and Santa Fe still, but I just got to send money for those. So, that's okay. Um, so, just take the next two weeks. Uh, first weekend of January, we, we kick off again with um, at least once a month, we do a community cleanup. So, we go and find different areas and just for an hour and a half, just pick up trash. Um, second Saturday of every month, we do got our elderly projects. Um, third Saturday of January, we got the, uh, our next mobile distribution and community cleanup in downtown Phoenix. Okay. Um, our next like big event is probably going to be like Earth Day or Easter. Uh, this year for Earth Day, we had over 80,000 flower seeds donated okay. and like 30 trees. And we went to a preschool and, um, do- uh, planted them with the students over there so That's dope. doing something similar like that so that'll probably be the next like big event but i mean we got projects every two to three projects a week out here okay um so just staying at it staying consistent with it um i mean the more volunteers we have aboard the bigger the impact we can make and the more things we could do the more like the more we're able to do at each project and event and like even with the cleanups like our volunteers kind of see it because you got 20 people out there for an hour you can cover a lot of ground right, right? like so we've been able to clean up lot of area like i think downtown phoenix going over there for a span of like five months no four months twice a month we clean up like seven blocks of downtown phoenix just okay. a little bit at a time hour at a time and mm-hmm. just kind of chip away at it um just you know growing and you know to keep growing and keep going okay. um, you know i really want to get us down to tucson um get the las vegas team back up 
you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to have a team in all 50 states. That's that's the that's oh, the end goal. That's the goal. Um, yeah. I just I just need volunteers. You know, people that, and it's not even like a, a big commitment. Give me an hour, two hours a week. Like you can with 10 people given an hour a week, you can make a lot of magic happen in the community. Okay. And if you don't believe me, let me show you. <laughs> don't believe me, just watch. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, is there anything that we miss? Anything you want to touch upon? I know there's probably a time limit, so I don't want to. No, you're good. <laughs> no, 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 no. I told you, you get me talking about the foundation. I'm going to talk your ear off. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, that, that's what I'm saying. There's so much There's so much ground to cover. I mean, we, have, I mean, we haven't touched on it because for two years, we did a food box distribution every Friday out here. And every in an hour every Friday, we were providing food to anywhere from 100 to 200 kids. Okay. Like We stopped doing that because we lost the food provider, but huge thank you to Proper Eats because they gave us food. They prepackaged it, sorted it, and dropped it off to us at the nice. location. So all we had to do was, you know, drop it off. So they helped out tremendously. But, like, those are the types of projects that we like to do. We like to just – it's just an hour at a time but consistently because okay. that's where a lot of people kind of, like, not fail, but the impact isn't as strong is because they're not consistent with it. Like, gotcha. I see a lot of people, they'll have one big event a year, which that's awesome. You know what I mean? They might have right. helped, like, a 1,000 people at that event, but it's, like, one time a year. Hmm. Like – consistency is key in like every anything that you do and everything for sure so like just you know yeah just need the volunteers really um you know businesses that want to get involved you know we you know we survive off of tangible donations so like we don't fundraise we don't get a lot of funding um but like dentist offices they'll donate toothbrushes and toothpaste and hygiene items for us to hand out hotels have donated like the little travel size toiletries and blankets and pillows um, and just getting these businesses that, you know, they want to get involved, you know, Einstein bagels, a lot of times they'll donate the bagels that they didn't sell at the end of the day. And then we get to go feed people with it. Nice. Right? Oh, so just yeah. kind of just looking for businesses that want to get involved that don't necessarily, that doesn't necessarily mean like give us money. Right. Like there's ways that you could help beyond monetary contributions. Okay. I, I was just going to, I was just going to ask about that. Like money can, uh, you know, cause there people are busy, you know, I mean, I, yeah, we could all kind of maybe give an hour or whatever, even in small increments or whatever. But if you have money to give, can you? Do you guys like that? Do you guys like getting money? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm never gonna be like, no, we don't want your money. Right, right. right. I mean, no, but I mean, like, yeah, over we, like it's it's just as good as getting like oh, socks and underwear and packages, right? Yeah, because um, like so, we got Cash App, we got Venmo, we got you know, you can donate through the foundation website. Um, like we absolutely will take money, and it will it does help tremendously. And a hundred percent of your contribution goes to the community. Whereas, I don't know a lot of organizations because they have staff overhead and salaries, right. and like we don't have that. So, and if you like, you want your monetary contribution to go to a specific thing, you annotate it in that donation form. A hundred percent of your donation goes to that. So it's not like, eh, we'll take like twenty dollars for this and let's pay the light bill with this. Like, got gotcha. you. Know, like so, a hundred percent of your monetary contribution goes where you want it to go. Okay. Um, but like we just, I've just never been. I've never liked asking for money. Fundraising is my biggest weakness, mm. and so we just we don't fundraise. We just kind of do. Okay. You know? So we try to, you know, we do what we can with what we have, and you know, we've been able to just just with that, you know, not having funding. We're going on. We just hit our ten year mark in October. Right. But like since 2014, we've had a project in one city or state in another every week Dope. without funding. Mm. And it's tangible donations. People just, you know, giving items. And, you know, we do have a lot of volunteers that will, you know, want to contribute, which we don't require or ask that of volunteers. But, you know, if you show up and you ha- you made like a bunch of sandwiches, I'm not going to be like, no, we're not going to hand them out. You know okay. what I mean? Like, mm. you know, so, you know, first and foremost, like our volunteers, like, all credit goes to them. Okay. I've said it since day one, and I will continue. I take no credit for anything we do. Like, without our volunteers, none of what we do would be possible. Dope. Like, they are the fuel of our organization. Do you, do you now, do you think that you guys, um, because I, I know it's like asking for money, but do you think that's something that you might look to do in the future? Or are you guys, are you going to stick to the game plan that I you mean, have I mean, if we now? get somebody that comes aboard that likes to fundraise, okay. <laughs> like, absolutely. Gotcha. Like, it's just I feel like my 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 attention and energy is better suited to to doing okay than Fair exerting enough. energy to like going door to door or cold calling or like asking or even for like money. GoFundMe's and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, okay. yeah, because like GoFundMe is so saturated. People are getting used to GoFundMe's to for, get GoFundMe's to get everything. a vacation. Like, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. That's but true. like a lot of the monetary <laughs> contributions we get, a lot of it is like I seen what you guys are doing. I want to support. Okay. So it's kind of like 
we we get without having to ask. Got you. And even and even if it's like ten dollars, twenty, like it's, it doesn't have to be. You know, it's have to be a comma in it. Like right. Well, I know a city that's just right over yonder over there that uh, it's called Scottsdale. Be a good place to do some fundraising. So if anybody wants to go do that, they should probably go do that. Go hit Scottsdale, man. Yeah, for Get sure. all those rich people. Get, throw down some money, man. <laughs> <laughs> Start throwing down that money. Yep. Yeah, man. Well, let people know, man, um, where they can find you uh, through social media and through the website and uh, how they can get involved. So we got, you know, Facebook, Who I Am Foundation. A lot of times people mistaken. They put, like, Who Am I Foundation. That that sounds like an amnesia organization. Like, right. Who I Am Foundation. Okay. Um, Instagram and Twitter, Team Who I Am. Uh, the website, whoiamfoundation.org. Okay. And it will be sprinkled down yeah, below. Know, we, we sprinkled there. <laughs> we do the magic. You know what I mean? It's, it's there already. You and see it? <laughs> it'll also be on our audio. It'll be sprinkled down in our audio sure. uh, description as well. So people can go and click on the links there, you know, at least to the website and stuff like that so they can get more information. If they want to donate, volunteer, all that kind of stuff, you know. So we will definitely be sprinkling that in the comments so awesome. people can that. actually see that. You know what, man? I really just want to say, man, I appreciate you, man. You know, this is my first time meeting you. Uh, I have a lot of respect for, for you and, and your volunteers that do this type of work. Um, it, it You know, we kind of said it at the top, man, not, not everybody has a specific drive of something very specific. Um, but you know, you're all around doing everything, trying to get, you know, things lined up, even if it's not your strong suit of fundraising, but I'm sure you would be like, bring it on, let's do it. You know, um, it takes a special person to do that. And I really do appreciate you. And we need more people like you in this world, man. Cause it just makes what the world go around, you know, to 1, care for everything in the community, whether it be people, the environment, animals, just everything that we, it's life, man. It's just, life. It, it's everything. It's all life, all encompassing, you know, and I give you all the props in the world, man. I, I really yeah, appreciate that. it. And I can't wait because I, I do want to talk to you again, you know, maybe next year we'll, we'll come back around and see what's, what's going on and, uh, you know, see how things are improving or, you know, see where you're at and uh, get the word out there more and more, you know, uh, use this platform, For you sure. know, because if that's one way that we can help, you know, you know, shoot, man, if you want to come on every three months, I have no problem with that either, you know, <laughs> For sure. you know, I'm serious, man, like any way that the gray space can help, you know, uh, we're here for you, man. I appreciate that. And like, I think for me what kind of got me into this was hitting rock bottom, experiencing homelessness myself. Yeah. Um, so I kind of used that to kind of, I would never call myself like an inspiration or motivation, but to kind of try to like remind people, like even if you are at the lowest of lows, like use that to propel you, like mm -hmm. use that to, you know, fuel whatever it is that you want to pursue because nobody in my life ever expected that. I, I never thought I'd be, I wanted to be in the NBA. Okay. But I didn't go past five seven. I can't go left, so it wasn't happening. <laughs> so, but like nobody thought that I would be doing yeah. this, and it took. I say it, that is what like my purpose found me because mm. I, I hit that low. Because and so, you know, if you are at a low time, like this could be that the thing that you know that the minor or the major minor setback for a major comeback. Yeah, like, for sure. You know, because you hit rock bottom, the only way to go is up from there. That's and it. So that's what I try to use my social media for is just to like be that positive commercial break in a sense because there's it's so like flooded with negativity yeah, and, mm -hmm. the streets and, is like, contaminated man and so like if so, if a post of mine whatever is i don't ever post for like likes i if one person needed to see or read something at that time that's, right. that's what it that's what it's for like yeah. I, and if, whether i you you know let me know that you read it and you needed it and you appreciate it like i appreciate that or even if you don't and it still like resonated and you like that's to me that's what it's all about it's i'm a you know each one reach one you know, it's a domino effect. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you, sir, for uh, pulling up to the gray space. Um, everybody, please make sure you guys go follow this brother uh, on Instagram. Mr. Right, right as in right, W-R-I-T-E-1. Make sure you hit all the links. Go check out Who I Am Foundation. Um, get out there and help. 
get out there and, and whatever you can. Help Mr. Anthony Freeman, you know. Better 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 the communities, man. And if and if you're in a state where who I am is not there, reach out. Let's no. get let's let's get them there. Let's get them there so they can help your communities. You know what I'm saying? That's right, man. And I gotta get a pair of glasses like that because those are fire. Zenny. Zenny? Oh wait, they didn't pay me for that. <laughs> but I wanna I wanna thank you both for, for you know having me over here, like inviting me and, and for getting sure. me out Absolutely, like, I really man. do appreciate that. And oh, and sure. like I said before, it isn't not getting around nothing, man. Doors always open, man. If you you will have something to say and you want to promote something, we call here. us up, hit appreciate us up, man. That. We are here for you. Doors are wide open. Thank here. you. I so, appreciate that. We really appreciate you. You guys stay safe. You guys stay positive out there. And as always, this is the gray space. Peace. Peace.